Hey guys, it's Juliette Hahn with the Love What You Do series. I am so excited for my next guest. There's so many reasons why I'm excited. First, it was my first friend in Connecticut and I've literally watched this woman follow her passion and grow it and it's just been so amazing. So welcome, Gail Dudley. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. I told you that when I came up with this Love What You Do series, actually, you were one of the people that came to mind because I have been just following your journey and it has been so freaking fun. So fun, especially because I knew you when you were in your previous job, which we're going to get all to. But so first, I would love you to share your quote. My quote for you is uh, never cease to dream. Oh, I love that. Okay. that And that's so perfect. Mine is never give up on the things that make you smile. I love that. That's so important. And honestly, that goes hand in hand. Okay. So we're going to go into, because I was going to kind of give a little bit of details what you do, but I just want the listeners to just get ready because they're going to be blown away of all the stuff that you've created. Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. All right, Gail. So can you basically say what your company is now? And then I want you to go back to like where you grew up and kind of like your story that you share often. Oh, thank you. Well, it's an honor to be here. I love you to pieces and you know that you and your amazing family. So um, I mean, honestly, the bottom line is I followed my heart. So I currently am the creative director and founder of GL Design, which is my interior design firm based out of Connecticut. And we have grown over the past four years or so into a team now of five women. And it started as me and only one other person. And we truly design authentic coastal spaces for our clients throughout Fairfield County and now have dabbled into e-design and are starting to work on Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, California, and Florida. And we have a project in Atlanta as well. So we are really excited about where it's going at the company. And I've really based a lot of my inspiration on where I live currently, but also where I grew up. So guys, just picture like, you know, you have that friend, their house always looks perfect. And Gail always had everything was white, but she always had like amazing pieces that were the splash of color. And I always would come in and be like, oh my God, the boxers and the Hans would destroy this in a second. You have two kids, two dogs and a husband as well, but you just know how to put things together. That is like, your eye is so amazing. So tell us where you started. Like you grew up in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised in France. I dabbled a little bit in I think my dad had a job in Canada for a while. So we were also in Toronto. So traveled all around the world my entire life. Basically, I always joke that I was born in an airplane because that's, you know, (laughs) sort of the extent of how much we traveled. Switched schools a lot. There was not really an immense amount of stability, which I was okay with. So yeah, born and raised in France. I'm bilingual. I'm also bicultural. So I have two passports. So I'm very grateful for that honor. And grew up in Paris mostly, but summered in Cannes, which is in the south of France, and have always been playing in the ocean. We always traveled to islands and places where it was on the ocean, on the Med Sea, or we went to Phuket in Thailand. So 
We sort of traveled all around and always these destinations that were near the water. And I think that just based on that, I was truly inspired to go out on my own and um, design spaces that were always based in a coastal feel. So I always say to, you know, future projects, people always ask me like, well, do I need to live at the beach in order for to hire you as a designer? Not at all. It's about a lifestyle. It's about a feeling. Yes, I do work with white slip covers and I have two ginormous dogs. <laughs> So, um, and it's so fast. You know, it fascinates me that you could keep those I, clean. I don't understand. I feel like I also grew up in a household that, like, my mother was always cleaning. So I think that just was like stuck in me. And so right. I, I do tend to vacuum every day. But I have to tell you, like, I believe in slipcovers. I believe in functional and washable fabrics. Perennial. Yes, you do. I mean, you know, it's sandy toes, sandy feet, you know, but I don't design constricted spaces. There's no upholstered goods. Everything is definitely approachable, even from a price point of view. You're not buying a $20,000 couch from us. You're getting, you know, right. a $2,500 couch, which will work for your entire family. And I love that what you said there, because your stuff is so homey. Like we all have friends that you go into your house and you're like, oh my gosh, I I am like, I cannot drop anything. Yours is so livable and so comfortable and just so happy and fresh. Anytime I ever went into your house in Connecticut, like I would always feel like happy and fresh. Like it's just a really comfortable space. Thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. So, okay. Our boys, our oldest are around the same age. And Gail came up to me. It was right when we moved from the city. And she was like, did you move from the city? And she was so stylish that I was like, oh, uh, oh, yes, I did. And I was so everyone, my listeners know I'm not very stylish, but I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, I did just move from the city. And we became fast, fast friends. We did. Totally. Our kids became friends. Our families became friends. Like we were just like in it. I still have like videos of like the sledding hill of like, oh, my gosh, when like I my head literally went up Dan's butt and then the dog jumped on us. You're like a child. You're kind of like a child, too. So. You know, you brought that you brought that out of me. Like you, you were like, "Come on, yes. get get in your ski gear. We're gonna go sledding with no boots on." I'm like, "What? Yes, yes that's you. Totally. You yes, brought the totally. best out of me. That crazy, you know, crazy town." Oh. <laughs> Yes. Well, I love that because that means a lot to me. So thank you. So tell us though where you were working and then where you decided, you know what, I need to pivot. Yeah. Because I remember like your potted plants and stuff like that. There was like a little bit of a journey there that you all of a sudden it like literally drove to what you're doing now. But so like what, what was your back history, if you could tell us that? Like I said, I was raised in France and then I went to college. I came to America in 97 and I went to school there. And then right out of college, I went um, and worked in the city for a while and really sort of fell into what I wanted to do. I didn't necessarily seek it out. My dad was a CEO and a marketer, so I sort of followed in his footsteps a little bit in the marketing field. That led to me being hired by a hospitality company. From there, I worked there for over 10 years and really opened up my horizon on, okay, so marketing affects everything we do. And when you're buying, you know, when you're booking a hotel, you're looking at pictures of what the hotel looks like on the website. At the time, we were still even in catalogs and magazines and, and, you know, all of that. So how do we build a website to make it look really appealing? How do we design a room to make it look really fresh and vacation away from home, but still yet very inviting? Things like that. And then my career sort of shifted from 100% marketing to design. And from there, I worked for three really incredible brands. I worked for the W Hotels, Weston, and St. Regis, and I 
traveled the world and set up the residences for the people who actually lived in the hotel. It was usually the top floors and I set those up and I worked with the brand teams to make those look and feel like the brand, but also the design team on what elements need to go in here. And it sort of just opened my entire eyes and path to, hey, I kind of love this design thing. And my parents were always very much into art and culture and design, interior design, always, you know, purchased incredible furniture from European designers, etc. And so I just kind of had a knack for it. I think you either you either have it or you don't. I sort of fell into it. Yes. And that's that's very true. You either have have it or you don't. I mean, truly. So we all have our strengths and weaknesses. So I worked in that industry and it grew really quickly. And then I was faced with a pretty major health scare when I was 40. And I, um, instead of coming back to work, I tried, you know, I had both my kids in the process. And then instead of coming back to work after fighting cancer, I decided to go out on my own. And then I worked for a local builder for a while. And then I just decided, well, I can do this thing. And it's been four years. And, you know, the first year you're like excited when you make, you know, $25 and you realize that you're actually losing more than you're making. Then the second year it gets a little better, but it's really not till the third year that you're rocking and rolling and you're growing your confidence and you're choosing your clients. You're not saying yes to every project. And I grew my niche of coastal design. And I think that's worked really well for me because it doesn't feel like work. Do you think that the health scare, were you feeling a little antsy in your job where you were? Or do you think it was the health scare that really pivoted you? You know, that's a good question. I don't really sit well in one spot for long, but I loved my boss. I loved the company. At the time, the company was being bought by another hotel company. So it was kind of one of those times where I've been here a long time. It's probably smart for me to get packaged out and just decide what I want to do. I knew after my surgery that the last place I wanted to be was behind a desk for the rest of my life. Right. And I remember you specifically saying those words. And I was like, yeah, that's really powerful. It's powerful that you figured that out. I mean, unfortunately, came with the health scare, thank goodness that you were able to overcome that. But those were things that you were like, I know what I don't want to do. And I think that's a really important to find that like, I know what I don't want to do. I don't know exactly where I want to go with it. But I know what I don't want to do. And then you went back and thought, these are the things that I loved. And that's what you created. Yeah. And I knew that I didn't want to sit behind a desk. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that at all. I just of course. for me, I'm a field person. I like to meet people. And I did feel like I needed to get myself more uncomfortable in my field and my my passion. And so I just pushed myself out of the comfort zone and spent some time with my family. And then I just sort of opened my firm and I didn't go to school for design. I'm definitely self-taught. I think that, you know, that's something else where it's not for everyone to do it that way. I think I'm a little bit of a fly by the seat of your pants person, which works really well for me. Like, when I hire someone, there's no training program. It's like, here's the fire. <laughs> Learn to swim. Right. But that's so important. And that's what I want like women to hear what Gail just said. She didn't go to school for it. So like, don't think just because you're not trained in it, that it's not something that you can create a passion or a career out of it, right? Because Gail had a passion for right. something and she was like, I'm going to figure it out. Same with me. I didn't go to school for podcasting. I mean, I guess I was a communications major. So maybe that's, that's not completely accurate, <laughs> but I didn't, that's not what I first, you know, when I first got into the business world, it's not what I decided that I wanted to do. I didn't know how to start a podcast, but I was like, I 
I love it. It's fascinating. And I'm very much like you where I like to, I, I don't like to be bored. Like that's like my biggest fear. And I just, I like to go and I like to figure things out and I like to create yeah. things. And I, that's why we got along so well. Cause we both kind of had that like mover and shaker, like, let's just, let's go do something fun. Like we didn't have yeah. plans, but it was like, let's just meet and do that. And I think that's not for everyone, but I think some people need to take a little bit of that and put it into their own life because just being yeah. stuck and not doing anything because you're scared is not a way to live. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodis, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. It's funny. I, I process things very differently than, than most. I think there's, there's two kinds of people, right? Those who need to take some time to like figure out what they want to do and, and, and process. And, and there's, and that's a real good thing. I should probably be less impulsive and, and maybe sometimes think before I proceed with something. And that even comes down to like, you know, signing up my son for like a sport, like, Oh, maybe I want to just like make sure he's going to stick to this before I spend $600 or probably more than that at this, you know, and then and this, the other kind of person is like me, which is pretty impulsive and, and would rather try it and fail than not do it. And because it would literally bother me. And I think that this was, and I'm very lucky to be married to somebody who could afford the luxury of having his wife try this because not everybody is in that situation. My husband is currently unemployed now due to the lovely pandemic. And so we're dealing with, you know, again, a family on one income. And it was it's great for me because it feels like I'm giving back because a lot of the, that capital came from him originally. And I think one of the questions I get asked a lot as a small business owner is like, how did you get started? Like, how did you make money? How, you know, billing, billing, billing is one of the most know your worth and don't doubt yourself. People will at every opportunity try to nickel and dime your talent and your worth stick to your guns. That would be my number one sort of rule. And I think the second one would be, you know, surround yourself with positive people who pick you up. And whether that be your husband, your dog, your friends, your, your children, you will succeed if you have that support network because it's super important. And, and it just starts slow. Decorate for, from a design perspective, design something in your house first, like a room and put it up on Instagram. And someone might all of a sudden you know, tag a couple vendors and, and next thing you know, like that vendor will share your Instagram room and you'll be like, oh my God, this is my living room. I only put a jar on the shelf. But that jar might be really interesting to someone how you did it because we are all unique individuals. So then next thing you know, your living room expands to your friend's living room who's not paying you, but giving you the exposure and the word of mouth. So you start to grow slowly like that. And that's kind of how it started a little bit with me is just like, all right, I want to try this. And it doesn't need to be like graduate school and, and all of that. Like I couldn't afford any of that. So we just sort of put everything in one basket and move forward. Which I love, which is, is scary. I mean, that's why some people don't do it, but I love that. Your Instagram is fun. I actually have so many friends. It's so funny. They're like, oh my God, I love your friend Gail. Did we meet her when you were in Connecticut? I'm like, you did, but she wasn't doing this. And they're like, oh wait, I do remember her. And so it's like really oh fun for me. <laughs> just 
like, well, it's fun for me to like, you know, share with them that like, this is what she's doing. And it's so exciting. You have just such great style, not just your houses and your landscape and the, you know, the way you put flowers and color. That's one of my favorite things about you, how you always have fun color. Like your stuff is fun. It's fun. Thank you. And um, I loved what you did in your own home, your workout space. Share that story, how you found that artist. It was like a random thing, right? And you were like, can you just come and do my garage? So share, share that story with us. So actually that, that was a little bit different. So we, it was a pandemic, obviously it still is. And I work out literally six days a week. It's just who I am. I need it mentally. And I did not go back to the gym, although I still support my gyms. I did not go back to the gym just from a safety perspective. My mom was living with us at the time. So I had to be super, super careful. So I outfitted one of the bays of my garage. We live a little bit in an older house. So it's not like our cars fit in the garage anyway. So I was like, well, we're going to do something here. So, you know, I Amazoned a bunch of stuff and outfit my garage. It was, I wanted it to be a little rough you know, around the edges. I'm not like a, so I always cool. say it's all grit, no grace. Right. <laughs> I love that. Working out. I know you can relate to that because you oh, totally. It. Yes. <laughs> right. And I have to, I have to do the same. I have to work out at least five times, but I also like, yeah. I walk my dogs every day, three miles. So I work out and then walk the dogs three miles. And I do that at least five yeah. days a week. But if I don't, I'm like an insane person. Like Dan will be like, Oh, I think you need to go take a walk. He did that to me this morning. He's like, oh, that's a lot of energy. How about you go take a walk? I used to walk my dog until we got a Newfoundland. Now it's 300 pounds of dog between both dogs. So now Alex, that's my husband's job is to walk the dog. So I'll work out when he's walking the dogs. But anyway, so when you grow your Instagram presence, what's beautiful about it is that lots of artists actually reach out to you for two reasons, exposure. And also they feel that they would be a good fit with your brand and your aesthetic. And the woman who painted my stairs, I had, she, we had some friends in common and she reached out to me. It was like, I would just love to help out with your stairs project. Cause I think I had said something like, Oh, I really am thinking of doing something like this and whatever. And she's like, I'll do it. And I'm like, that's amazing. Her name is Curry Gale. She is also a working mom. She's an entrepreneur and an artist. And I had was good friends with Jen Scully, who was another artist that I'm sure you guys have seen all throughout my Instagram with stencils and she did the surf shed. Yeah. And so Curry, you know, it was like, Hey, I think I could do this for you. Tell me what colors you think, and I'm just going to rock and roll from there. And it was a great collab, and it was a lot of fun. But I think that's one of the things with Instagram is I'm not a big fan of the word influencer. I think that we are all influencers. I don't think that yeah. that's a title. It's a title that one deserves over another. I think that, you know, my children influence me every day, and they're, yeah. you know, 14 and 12, and they don't have a big Instagram following. But I, you know, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe a secret account. No. But, you know, I think that the beauty of having a a larger following now is that people come out of the woodwork and they're like, hey, look at me. What do you think of this? Or through the pandemic, I was giving free room refreshes, like these makeovers, and I was just loving it. It connected me to all these people. I was like, well, what else am I going to do sitting on my couch? This was during the lockdown where literally we thought the air was poison. So Instagram was like my life. And I was just doing these free rooms and like it was like 20 a day. It was insane. And, you know, still today, people reach out and we're like, look at what I did when you told me what to do, you know, last whatever, June or even May. So cool. You're amazing. Like, that's amazing. You know, like I love that you can have an impact on people. But what the irony is, is that 
so much of my community has an impact on me. So I encourage everyone to reach out. And if you're doing something, share it with me and I'll share it. And, you know, we'll all share each other's strengths. Tell us what your Instagram so people can go check it out because it is a very cool, like, as I said, I'm obsessed with color. So it was really fun to watch. Yeah. So it's at GL Design Home. So it's GL Design Home. Dot com And my website is just gldesignhome.com. And that is G-L-D-E-G-I-S-N.com, right? Did I spell it's, that right? Yep, G-L-D-E-S-I-G-N.com. So, oh my gosh. So, Gail, can you tell us what magazines you've also been featured? Like early on, you were featured in some fun magazines. Like I remember being just like, look, it's Gail. Look what she's doing. Like I'm so just happy and proud of you. I, th- I have to say that. And I think I have reached out to you and said that to you. Like I'm just so yeah. proud of what you are doing and what you're creating and what design is so it makes people happy it makes people feel good so give us a little bit of like bragging about what uh, publications you've been featured in yeah I'm terrible at this so I don't really know but I can tell you off the top of my head we made the modern farmhouse cover in 2019 um that was a home actually in Darien your old hometown and your old so hometown that was right. that was exciting so modern farmhouse we've also been featured in HGTV magazine in better homes and gardens New England home East Coast living it's very exciting cottages and gardens it's just been like amazing to me and every time there's a feature and I probably don't even know most of them because they don't necessarily tell you when they're featuring you so it's a little bit odd people will be like oh my god I saw your room and blah 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 and I'm like oh Oh. (laughs) (laughs) okay right But, you know, it's really special to be featured. It's never been something, and I know that, you know, listen, there's a lot of designers out there, and there's some that I I feel like if I met them, it would be like meeting, like, Brad Pitt. Like, I don't know why I say Brad Pitt, because actually I don't really, I mean, no. So let me find someone else. Who's the guy from Thor? I really like him. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. It'd be Uh, like like a... googly-eyed so meeting a celebrity there's a couple yes. of designers out in the west that i would literally i'd be like uh i don't know what to tell you because <laughs> you're so amazingly talented but anyways i think you know but i love I, that about you it's a humbling. I, I it's mean, humbling but i've never been one to be put together enough i think to attend like every single media event and industry event and trade show and because at the end of the day i think we've evolved as a community and i think the pandemic has taught us that there's no reason to be elitist we're all the same and we all start with a dream and you know it's about pursuing it and every obstacle that is thrown at you makes you stronger and better and i think that's very cliche to say that but i can't stress enough that it is just it's true though so it really, it like, really, really you know, is. It really is. Yeah, I see you and, and everything that you've dealt with with your life as well. And it's just inspired me. I think going back to you have to surround yourself with inspiring and positive people because there's a lot of nasties out there. There's a lot of trolls. There's a lot of people who will continually try to put you down and, you know. And, and, and be jealous are. of your success because when you all of a sudden start doing better, that is true. Like you'll have the people that will give you the snarking remarks and you're like, that's not really nice. And that's what I always always make a point of when I see a woman or even a man, but usually women doing something that I think is awesome, or I like what they're wearing, like always make a point of going out of my way and saying it because it's so important for people to hear like, 
you inspire me. I love your stuff. Like I literally, and I'm not one that watches social media. I had another guest on uh, this girl, Gina Lee. And it's funny because I said to her the same thing. I usually don't watch it, but for like, I watch yours. I've seen how much better you've gotten. Cause in the beginning you were like, Oh my God, I'm so awkward. This is so crazy. But I was like, but you're still doing it and you're still showing up because you know, you have something to share with people. You know that you can help people in a way. And I love that you took your ego out of it. And it was very cool to like watch you evolve on social media. It was so cool. I think that my husband losing his job was also a big driver for me. I realized, I, you know, I think originally when I started DL design, I wanted to stay small. I wanted to be me and maybe one other person and take on like three projects a year. I mean, we currently have nine active projects with 13 in the wings. Like, you know, I think it's really going to be a really crazy year and that's not counting e-design. So it was a big driver for me. I had a client also who is an influencer, who she's wonderful. And she really pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and taught me all the tricks of social media and was like, Gail, you got to get out there. You got to do this. You got to share that. People want to hear it. I'm like, they don't want to know what I'm wearing or they don't want to know about this. And like, she's like, they do. So let's try it. And she's like, just try it. You know, so I also choose my clients. Like they choose me, but I choose them. And I have to say, I've been very blessed with incredible clients, especially in the past couple of years. And that's sort of, you know, growing pains when you start out with anything, you know, you say yes to everything. And all of a sudden you get more selective because you realize there's a lot of toxic things out there that can make, that can put damper on your passion. That's not fun. And you know, it's funny because when you said that, so I do a lot of rooms in Clubhouse. That's like that new audio app. And I'm teaching people about podcasting and and picking people to interview. And the one thing after the first week, I was like, okay, I know I have high energy and not that there's anything wrong with people that have low energy. Not everyone's going to match my energy. I'm very aware of that. (laughs) Very aware of that. But I need to have some energy because there was a couple people that asked, like, you know, can I go on your show? And they had pretty cool stories, but their energy was so low that I knew it wasn't going to be a good interview for me. I knew I wouldn't be able to. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be picky and I can be picky. And I think it's important and to start out picky and not yeah. in a bad way, but just know yourself and know what your comfort zone and, and what you can offer to people is so important. Sure. So I love that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Just know your brand. I can't be creative. If someone asks me to design a room that it's not within my aesthetic. You know, it's okay to say, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't think that's going to be a great fit, but I also know two or three other designers that may be able to yes. help you that would seem that a better fit for you. And I think a lot of clients are appreciative of that. I don't know that a lot of designers do that, but in, in my group of women here, we, we do trade clients if it's not a good fit. I mean, by trade, it's like a weird thing to say, but like, you've got to get rid of the ego. And like I said, never cease to dream. I love that, Gail. Gail, I just have to say, thank you again again for coming on my show. As I told you, when I came up with this Love What You Do series, you were one of the women that came into my head. I think I even texted you in the beginning and I was like, I know you're really busy. Just tell me a day that you can do it. So I loved that you've been flexible. And guys, if you like what you hear, please share, rate and review this podcast. Go over and check Gail out on her social medias. I'm telling you, you will be very, very inspired. Stay tuned to next week, another woman that is following her passion or hobby and making it into a career. Bye, guys. And thank you, Gail, so much. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week.